Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 1 through 15, called Frogs, Frailty, and Freedom. They couldn't eradicate the problem. And Pharaoh, I'm sure after hoping his magicians could deal with it, called for Moses and Aaron. That had to be a tough call. And he said, not to his magicians, but to Moses and Aaron, entreat, literally intercede uh, to the Lord. Notice Bible students, verse eight, it's all caps. That's Yahweh. That's the name of God that he gave to Moses. And notice that Pharaoh says it twice. He says, entreat the Lord that he may remove the frogs from me. Now it's personal. And from my people. And I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. There it is again. There's Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, the name of God. Pharaoh knows God's name. But he doesn't know God. It's possible to know facts about God, but not know God. And Jesus said eternal life is to know him, amen? Not just to know of him, but to know him, to walk with him. Pharaoh knew his name. Pharaoh knew the source of the plague. Pharaoh knew who could take it away, who was responsible for it. He is fully culpable now, amen? He's got knowledge. He's got understanding. He's even a man who's asking for prayer, And many a desperate person asks for a minister to pray when they feel powerless. And I've been in that situation many times where I get a phone call and I go out somewhere and I don't know if this family knows the Lord, but I'm still to be an ambassador of hope, amen? I'm still to go out no matter what the condition of that life or household would be. After all, my goal is to reach people with the love of Christ, the same love that captured me. So here's a desperate Pharaoh. Pray for me. Ask God to take away. Could you imagine how much pressure, if there was email email at the time or texting, how many emails and texts he he must have gotten? How many people were saying, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this? Help us. We can't take it anymore. People are committing suicide. People are going crazy. Come up with a plan. What do you do when you've exhausted all of your resources and you're supposed to be a God? And so Pharaoh reached out. And Moses and Aaron showed up. And Moses said to Pharaoh, nine, okay, Pharaoh, the honor is yours. You tell me, when shall I entreat or pray for you and your servants and your people that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, that they may be left only in the Nile? If you have an NIV, it says, I leave the honor of setting the time for me to pray for all of you to you. The honor is yours, Pharaoh. Give me the time. Pick the time when you want the frogs to go away. Set the time. Somehow, the Pharaoh knew divine intervention would come through human intercession, says one writer. God honors prayer. Amen? 
I don't understand all the angles of it, but I know Jesus said men ought always to pray and don't lose heart. Pray. Jesus prayed. We should pray. And it's not about your posture. And it's not about the length of your prayers. And it's not that you pray in King James English. It's just that you pray. Because when you pray, heaven is enlisted. When you pray, you are crying out to your creator. You are connecting with your creator. He wants you to know him. But Pharaoh knew that he didn't follow God, so he had to get somebody else to pray for him. Sometimes I think people inside and outside the church feel like they're unqualified to pray and they got to call a professional. We better call the pastor. This is a a big one. (laughs) Frogs are everywhere. Might be able to get rid of a a turtle. (laughs) Just pick it up. But a frog? And Moses doesn't say what some of us would be tempted to say. I ain't praying for you. I'm glad the frogs... There might be a couple frogs on each of his shoulders right now. I'm glad the frogs are on you, Pharaoh. You deserve it. I hope you croak. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Now, some of you would be tempted. Not me. (laughs) But I say to you, love your enemies, Jesus said. Pray for those who persecute you. In order that you may be sons of your father who's in heaven. For your father causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I say to you, Luke 6, 27 and 28, who here love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. That's Jesus. That's the one that I claim to follow. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to live up to that one. Just on the 91 freeway alone. (laughs) Praying for my enemies? When do you want the frogs to go away, Pharaoh? Moses' faith and confidence in God has grown, has it not? He was afraid to even, he said, you, you got the wrong man. I don't want to go get somebody else. And now he's saying, pick the time. <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh's getting bold. I mean, uh, Moses is getting bold before the Pharaoh, right? And your faith will build the more you trust God, the more you walk with God. Your faith will build. You'll, you'll find more confidence. Also giving the Egyptian, quoting the king, the power of timing. Is from a human point of view, says one writer, apologetically brilliant on God's part. If the king could say when the frogs would go away, he would personally know that the timing was not due to simple consequences of natural processes or a fiat of the gods of the Egyptians, but the sovereignty of God, the God of Israel. His hard hearty His heart-hardening excuses were being squeezed. God says, pick the time, and then you will know. And he says it through Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said, I want you to put yourself in Pharaoh's sandals for a second. Pick the time. When do you want the frogs to go away? Let's say it's been a week of frogs everywhere. In your bed, on your head, in your kneading bowls, in your toe. 
And Pharaoh famously says, tomorrow. <laughs> Just one more night with Froggy. <laughs> I'm getting used to his croaking and his rivets at night. Kind of putting me to sleep a little bit, you know. John Corson, who's a wonderful preacher of the word of God, longtime Calvary Chapel pastor in Applegate, Applegate Christian Fellowship, he says, the Pharaoh says, tomorrow, and Moses says, okay, it will be as you say, and this is what John Corson said, tomorrow, just one more night with the frogs. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you tomorrow. It's only a day away with Froggy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Just one more night with the frogs. And the frogs become a picture of idols in our lives or sin in our lives. You know what we do a lot? We say something like this. Man, I know that that thing needs to go out of my life. I know that that has to go, but tomorrow I'll start my diet tomorrow. I'm going to get in shape. (laughs) But right now I'm having a cupcake. (laughs) Tomorrow, I'll quit using that drug tomorrow. I'll stop my addiction tomorrow. And the Bible says, now is the acceptable time. Jesus said, you don't even know if you got tomorrow. Now is the day of salvation. See what our idols do to us? How could Pharaoh say tomorrow? If I were Pharaoh, I would have said, no! You guys heard about the t-shirt that the procrastinators have made recently? It says, procrastinators unite. On the back it says, tomorrow. that you may know that there's no one like the Lord. Name the time. Okay. Maybe the Pharaoh thought, well, it's going to take Moses some time to go wherever he has to go to pray. And I'm sure it'll take God a little bit of time to get rid of all these frogs. Let's give him a little window. (laughs) Pharaoh doesn't know who God is, does he? He doesn't know the power of God, but he's going to find out that there's no one, look at the end of verse 10, there's no one like the Lord our God. And that's part of the reason that all of this is happening, that you may know, this is said over and over again uh, in these sections of the plagues in Exodus. And let me just give you one verse from Isaiah. 44, 6, and 7, thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, there is no God besides me. Isaiah 44, 6 and 7. And who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare it. Yes, let him recount it to me in order from the time that I established the ancient nation. Let them declare to them the things that are coming and the events that are going to take place. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. We are in the holiday season. Families and friends will soon be preparing for a Thanksgiving feast with football playing in the background. Friends will gather around the table for delicious turkey, complete with stuffing, cranberry sauce, creamed corn, and mashed potatoes. Don't forget about the sweet pumpkin pie. You express your thankfulness for your family, friends, church, your hobby, work, and everything the Lord provides. Then after all the conversation and fun games, a food coma will follow. Thanksgiving is truly a wonderful day. We appreciate you spreading the word about our program and praying for our ministry. We are forever thankful to our Walk-In Truth financial partners too. The Lord is using you to help keep this broadcast and podcast reaching people daily on this radio station and around the world. Pastor Michael Lance and the team here at Walk in Truth are sincerely grateful you are listening to this broadcast. Hi there, this is Brenda Lance, Art Director for Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I'd like to personally thank you for listening to Walk in Truth and hope that it blesses you on a daily basis. I also pray that you have a safe, healthy, and blessed Thanksgiving. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. He's going to find out that there's no one, look at the end of verse 10, there's no one like the Lord our God. And that's part of the reason that all of this is happening, that you may know, this is said over and over again, uh, in this, these sections of the plagues in Exodus. And let me just give you one verse from Isaiah. 44, 6, and 7. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, I am the last. There is no God besides me. Isaiah 44, 6, and 7. And who is like me? Let him proclaim and declare it. Yes, let him recount it to me in order. From the time that I established the ancient nation. Let them declare to them the things that are coming and the events that are going to take place. I am the Lord. There is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I will gird you, though you have not known me. Isaiah 45, 5 and 6. That men may know from the rising of the, from the rising to the setting of the sun that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord. And there is no other. This is the part of the big point of the Exodus. And the frogs, 11, will depart from you and your houses and your servants and your people. They will be left, notice, only in the Nile. So not a complete uh, destruction of the frogs. And then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh. Moses cried to the Lord concerning the frogs, which he had inflicted upon the Pharaoh. He brought certainly the timing to the Lord. What do you think Moses' prayer looked like? I think it's something like this. Lord... There's no one like you. The Pharaoh has picked the time. May you be glorified as the frogs leave tomorrow. May they know that you are God. May they turn from their idolatry and trusting in these silly gods and goddesses. And may they turn from the implications of what they worship. Oh, that we would pray for our country that we would turn from trusting in all the idols that we can create with modern technology and the things that we fear and what people say on social media. There was a gentleman that called into uh, 
the Narrow Path radio program, Steve Gregg. I don't agree with everything that Steve says, but he is a very thoughtful student of the Bible. He's done uh, 50 years of ministry and research. And this guy calls in. He's an obvious critic of Christianity and the Bible. And he takes Steve to task on the issue of abortion. And Steve simply makes a scientific argument. He says, look, I'm paraphrasing. Even science, let's put the Bible aside. Science says that life begins at the moment of conception. And you have no right to take that life away. It's a life. Location is irrelevant. Size of the child is irrelevant. That is a life. And to use Greg Kokel's illustration, if you were in your mama's belly and they, a doctor came in and eradicated you from her womb, you would be dead. Not a potential you, you. And this guy said, oh, that's just a potential life. A potential life? No, a life with potential. No, it's just a potential life. And then get this. Steve tried to give him, counter him with a scientific medical argument. And the guy, all the guy could do was laugh. <laughs> Stupid Christians. <laughs> ribbit, 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 ribbit. And I was listening to this, and I tell you what, I was not walking in the spirit. Because I was thinking, and Steve said, you know, he said something insightful. He said, you know, your laughter tells me something about the lack of argument that you have. See, sometimes, and Steve's a veteran of this kind of stuff. So he said, you know, when I hear people laugh like that, what it makes me believe is that you don't know what you're talking about, and all you can do is laugh at something that Let's, let's face it, it's pretty serious. And the guy laughed about two or three more times in the conversation, and Steve gave him a lot of time. And I think Moses prayed something like this, oh Lord, that they may know. Could I encourage you this week that that might be your prayer? You know, our, our prayer priorities reveal something about our hearts. And if you, when you pray, <clears throat> if all you can do is go down a list of everything that you need and want, and God's glory has nothing to do with your prayers, I think we've missed the mark. Amen? I think God's glory should be uppermost in my prayers. And I'm I'm battling with that as a human, like all of you, to try to make my personal situation less relevant and God's glory more important. And that's tough. But I think that's where Moses is getting. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses or the prayer. And the frogs died. They died out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. Just not the river, as we noted earlier. They, they did survive in the Nile, which would be important for just everything that would be going on with life. So by God's mighty hand, the frogs died out. Some of them hopped back into the Nile. And I think that Pharaoh, in retrospect, probably wished he was more specific on his prayer request (laughs) because they had to pile the frogs, the dead frogs, in heaps and the land became foul, just like the river. All these dead frogs! (laughs) And imagine the report on the 11 o'clock news well, the, the frog uh, plague has fizzled out. Many of them have croaked. <laughs> but you'll notice that there's piles all around town. 
And there's our goddess, Haket. She don't look so good. She's looked better. Can you imagine how long that cleanup project must have taken? Who's going to do that? You know, when you see a dead animal in the street, you want to call somebody? You don't want to do it, right? There's got to be somebody employed in the city that can deal with this stuff. Can you imagine that job? Imagine how many piles of frogs they had to clean up. And the whole land stunk. And that's what sin does in our life. Even when it goes, it fizzles, it still stinks. And the stench lingers. How could anyone worship these gods and goddesses after this? Now, you would think that after this, Pharaoh, seeing the timing and the hand of God, he he asked for prayer, that he's going to turn from his sin now, right? He's going to repent, right? Uh Uh-uh. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, the Hebrew word literally means a space, that he got a little breathing room. He stiffened or hardened his heart. And did not listen to them as the Lord had said. This is what we do, isn't it? Oh God, help me. Oh God, get a minister. Send the pastor over. We've got to get some prayer. These frogs got to go away. Oh God, help me. Oh God, I'm in the foxhole. Oh God, there's a lot of frogs around. Oh God, I'm tired of it. Oh God, help me. Uh, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll let the people go. Yeah, they can serve you. I'll let them go. I promise Moses. I'll say anything to get out of this one. Sure, I'll let them go. Sure. They can go worship you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frogs croak. Jump back into the Nile. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow. And Pharaoh stiffened his heart, just as the Lord had said. Oh, don't harden your heart, brethren. Our besetting sins, you know, we can we can get sick of doing stuff and We turn to God, we start going to church, and we get a little space, a little relief, and here's what we're famous for doing. Okay, see you next emergency, God. Thank you. Got some relief. Yeah, it still stinks around here a little bit, but but we'll get back to our, our normal life now. We'll need you when we need you. That's what Pharaoh did. See, what Pharaoh should have done in his prayer when he called for Moses and Aaron was say, I'm... Would you pray with me, you guys? I'm so sorry for my sin. I repent, Lord. You are obviously God, and these are false gods and goddesses, and I'm so sorry for what I did with the midwives and what I did with the Hebrew baby boys, and I'm going to turn my life over to you. But Pharaoh didn't do that. And there's more plagues to come. You've been listening to Frogs, Frailty, and Freedom, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 1 through 15. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, our Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. You can learn more about Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the church behind Walk in Truth, where Pastor Michael serves as senior pastor. If you're local to Southern California, the app gives you updates and information about upcoming Bible studies, free events and services both for you and your kids, like our annual Harvest Festival coming later this month. If you live outside of Southern California, you can still benefit from the Living Truth app. You can listen or watch Pastor Michael's previous teachings, and you can contact the church if you have any questions or comments. Download the free Living Truth app in your app store. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, 
as we think about the week of Thanksgiving, some of the thoughts that come to mind immediately for me are my spouse and my boys and uh, wonderful um, church family and friends and but you may be lonely right now. Maybe you're a person who, maybe you feel all alone. I remember some years ago, we got a call at the church office from a man who said, I'm lonely and I just need some fellowship. And he was a retired pastor who um, just sadly, he was alone. And he just needed someone to talk to. And maybe that's you. Maybe you just need someone to talk to. And if that's you, you can reach out to us at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. We'd be lo- we'd love to be an encouragement to you. You can send us a message if you just need some prayer through the website. It's walkintruth.com. There's a way to send a message right there, walkintruth.com. Well, we're going to be dealing with a message tomorrow called What's Bugging You? <laughs> and we'll we'll see you right here tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. Tell a friend. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for your love. Thanks for your support. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month, or you can give a one-time gift. Visit walkintruth.com to give. And thank you. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, 16 through 19, called What's Bugging You? I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.